Hello, this is Cody Sturgill, the pastor at Chilhowee Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily broadcast ministry of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. It's so important we put God's Word into our hearts and our lives, and we pray that this message from God's Word will be a blessing and help to you. Tonight, take your Bibles and go with me to the book of... Second Kings, Second Kings, and we're going to look at a man named Naaman for just a few minutes tonight, and I'm so encouraged by the story. Just a few weeks ago, I preached on Naaman's maid, and I feel led of the Lord to come back and spend just a minute looking at the man Naaman. If you'll follow along with me in God's Word, Second Kings chapter number 5, we'll read the first 15 or 16 verses together. And the story of Naaman, I'll just tell you about Naaman. Naaman was an enemy of the nation of Israel. Uh, he was an enemy leader. He was the second in command of an army, first command in the army, but the second in command in the nation of an army that had defeated God's people. But uh, they had actually defeated God's people and kidnapped, even kidnapped children. As a matter of fact, that's how Naaman found out that there was a prophet in Israel Little Naaman's maid, the unnamed servant girl, pointed this powerful man to the saving knowledge of the Lord. And if you'll follow along with me in God's Word, chapter number 5, the Bible says, And Naaman, now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master, and honorable, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid. And she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. And one went in and told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus said the maid that is of the land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, Go to, go. I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him ten talents of silver and six thousand pieces of gold and ten changes of raiment. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now when this letter is come unto thee, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman my servant to thee, that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. And it came to pass when the king of Israel had read the letter that he rent his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive that this man doth send me unto me to recover a man of his leprosy? Wherefore consider, I pray you, and see how he seeketh a quarrel against me. And it was so when Elisha, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth and went away and said, Behold, I thought he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Are not Abina and far, far par rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? 
So he turned and went away in a rage. And his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, wouldst thou not have done it? How much rather then, when he saith to thee, Wash and be clean? Then went he down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. And he returned to the man of God, he and all his company, and came and stood before him, and he said, Behold now, I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. Now therefore I pray thee, take a blessing of thy servant. But he said, As the Lord liveth before whom I stand, I will receive none. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. Now we come to this passage of Scripture, we have the story of Naaman. What a guy. The Bible says several things about him, and honestly, I'm seeking the Lord right this moment for clarity on how to present this. I love the story. I've got a message prepared, but I'm not even sure the message that I've prepared is the right way to present it. But I want to share this story with you, and I want to make an emphasis on a certain part of this passage that I believe is very important for us as we move into this new year. There's so many things you can talk about, and a preacher can preach from the life and the story of Naaman. Uh, This is a great place to preach a message on salvation. You know, Naaman was an interesting guy. Look at it with me in verse number 1. The Bible says about Naaman, Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor. Now just think about this. Now this isn't only a record to the account of Naaman by somebody of his that said, I'll tell you about Naaman. He was some kind of great guy. Now this is a record by the Holy Spirit of God. And God is looking on this man Naaman. He's saying, hey, I want to tell you about Naaman. Naaman is a special guy. The scripture tells us about Naaman. He was captain of the host of the king of Syria. As captain of the host, captain of the army of the king, under the king of Syria, he was the second man in charge in that nation, in Syria. The Bible says he was a great man with his master. He was a ruler. He had great power. As a matter of fact, here in a few minutes... As we study this passage of Scripture, we're going to see how great of a man he is. I thought this was quite interesting. When he determined that he would go to Samaria to see the prophet of God with a kingly mindset, he says, if we're going to get the prophet Elisha or the king down in Samaria, the king of Israel, to do something for us, then we're going to have to send a gift. And did they ever come up with a gift uh, in our terms, it was like $310,000 worth of silver, $4.5 million worth of gold, and 10 changes of raiment. He came with a powerful gift, didn't he, that the prophet denied. He was a great man. He had great power with his master. Not only was he great in power and authority and even wealth, but the Bible says he was honorable. He was honorable because, the Bible says honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He said, look, the Bible already says that Naaman was was a guy that the Lord had used. He was a lost man. He was a pagan man. He was a Gentile, but God had used him. He was a man that God was using. 
the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor. He was brave. He had so many things going for him. This is a great salvation message because irregardless to his list of great credentials given in the Word, the Bible says, but, verse number 1, he was a leper. Guess what? Irregardless to his worldly accomplishments and even the fact that God was willing to use him in portions of his life, he was still a leper. He still had a curse on his skin, a curse on his soul. If something didn't change, he would die forever. Under the uniform of this great soldier was a curse. And I'll just tell you, the man Naaman represents so many people. You see, we can try and we can be good and we can be valiant and honorable and honest and have lives that are full of integrity and even a life that God can use. But we're still lepers. We're sinners in need of a Savior. It's a great place to preach a message on salvation. By the way, if you're here tonight and you think somehow being good is going to satisfy the righteous demands of God, you cannot be good enough to go to heaven. Jesus Christ must pay the price for your sins. He has paid the price for your sins, and you must receive him by faith as your Savior. Or when judgment comes and reckoning is made, you'll find yourself lacking because your goodness cannot satisfy the righteous demands of God. You must be born again. Naaman. This is a fascinating story. I love to preach on Naaman's maid. What a sweet girl. Nameless. And she has such a heart for God that even the man who was in charge of the armies who had robbed her from her home and had slaved her in his home she was burdened for his soul. She said, would to God, Naaman would go to the prophet in Samaria. So they get word. By the way, here's another testimony. Don't ever underestimate the power of a personal witness. Hey, you be faithful to tell people about Jesus because you never know where your witness may end up. The witness of that little slave girl it went from her mouth to the ears and heart of her mistress. From the mistress to a servant. And the servant to the master himself, Naaman. And you know what happened? God moved in his heart. And Naaman said, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go just see. So he calls and talks to... He has a conversation with the, the king. Calls for the king. I don't think he picked up his iPhone or anything. He called the king, but he calls for the king and has audience with the king. The king sends letters. Now, look, you've got to remember, Naaman's going into enemy territory to get help from, he assumed he'd get help through the king, through to Elijah. Boy, Elijah, I should say. Isn't it funny to think about that these folks, uh, Naaman and his king, they thought that somehow the king of Israel had power or wooing power over Elisha. He didn't know Elisha very well, did he? Elisha didn't bow to the king. <laughs> I kind of like his uh, bravado. I like his spirit, you know, Elisha. So they send a letter to the king. The king gets the letter and sees all the gifts, and he's scared to death. And Elisha, by the way, Elisha's at home. He never leaves home during this whole process. 
Elias is at home and understands what's going on in the king's palace. I'm encouraged by that. You know, there's never a time when God's servants do not know what they need to know. We can rest in the fact that God guides us. Oh, you don't have to worry about being in the dark when you're led by the Spirit. And Elisha knew what was happening. Elisha understood and knew and heard that the king had rent his garments because he was afraid that this was some type of act of war, some plan or scheme to harm his nation again. And Elisha sends word, don't rend your clothes. Send him to my house. So here's what happens. Naaman's already made the 100-mile trip from his home to the home of Elisha. When he gets there with his $4.5 million worth of gold and $310,000 worth of silver and 10 changes of raiment and servants and an entourage, when he gets there, he expects a kingly greeting, but what does he get? <laughs> Elisha sends his servant out. I've just got in my mind, I'm sure it's not just how it was, but I've got in my mind's eye, Elisha's kicked back in his recliner. And he says, just go take care of that for me if you would. So his servant goes out of Elisha's presence, out to meet Naaman, this very powerful man who expects bugles to blow and to be received with the dignity of a man that is second in command of a nation. But instead, the servant of Elisha goes out and he says, Hey, look, man, here's what you got to do. You got to go down to the Jordan River and dip seven times. So Naaman's like, all right, that's great. No, not at all. As a matter of fact, Naaman just gets so angry. It's 32 miles from Elisha's house to the Jordan for one. They've already traveled 100. It's 32 miles to the Jordan. So they're going to make, he says, go to the Jordan. Not only was it 32 miles to the Jordan, but the Jordan is a nasty place anyway. And Naaman says, Hey, look, if I'm just going to go dip in a river, I could go down to Farpar. It's an interesting name for a river, isn't it? We trust this message from God's Word has been a help to you. We're studying through the people of the Bible. And I want to let you know of a resource we have available at Chilhowee Baptist Church. It is a sermon series on the people of the Bible. Volume 1, the first 13 sermons of this series are available in full length. You can get those by reaching out to us at chillhowiebaptist.com.